Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Code Breaker. Welcome in on this snowy Monday edition of the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Glad that you are with me as always. And yeah, snow, real actual snow, not like where it spits a little bit overnight and there's a tiny bit in the morning and it melts by nine. No, it's there's actual snow on the ground right now. Didn't stick on the roads, so even though I guess every uh, school district canceled school anyway around here, uh, roads are still travelable. But yeah, real, actual snow on the ground here in Jackson. I think since I've lived here, this is the second... No, it's the third. Real, like, real snow. And not like where it's just basically ice and there's nothing you can do with it. Uh, So if you're one of our listeners not in Mississippi, and I know there's a good bit of you actually that uh, listen from a lot of places. Atlanta is a big market for this as it turns out. A lot of you uh, folks in Georgia keeping up with Ole Miss. But yeah, we got some snow today. Uh, It's all across the state. I don't know how much further south uh, from Jackson it actually went. I don't think too much further south. So I think it's like the Pine Belt and up, basically. I know Oxford's really covered in snow. You've got uh, Ole Miss picks uh, sending out pictures of campus. That's always a fun look when it snows in Oxford. He uh, goes around campus. I believe his name's Josh, right? Yeah, Josh McCoy. I could be wrong. I hope that I, I'm attributing that appropriately. But yeah, he uh, he always walks around town and takes really good pictures uh, of the Grove and the Walk of Champions and the stadium and all that good stuff. So check him out if you haven't seen it. He's extremely popular, more popular than me, so you probably uh, have already seen it. But if you haven't, uh, go check it out. It's always really good. So Snow Day, Snow Day podcast. And this week, because last week was a little scarce, we're going to do one every single day. I will give you a podcast every day this week to make up for last week. Today I'm going to talk about the current state of the basketball program Uh, The next couple of days after that are going to be focused on football, uh, what Ole Miss is losing after this season, early, I mean, way too early outlook on 2021, just stuff like that, especially the offense and who you're losing in college football is at the quarterback position more specifically and how Matt Corral stacks up against the guys who are staying. I did see uh, some Heisman odds. Uh, that came out, and he was pretty low on the list, and uh, I was kind of surprised by that. And of course, you have like Alabama quarterback just getting inserted in that. But when you look at the, the quarterbacks in college football and who's leaving and who's left behind, if Matt Corral replicates his production that he had this season and cuts down on the turnovers in two games, um, I, I, nobody will be able to replicate those numbers. Uh, it's astronomical. So we'll look at that uh, coming up tomorrow as well as Wednesday. But today the focus is going to be on basketball. First, I do want to remind you, as I always do, to to subscribe to the podcast. Wherever you're listening to the podcast right now and you have not subscribed, go ahead and do that. Uh, Or like the podcast on Spotify. Spotify is my favorite platform. It's my preferred podcast platform now. I think they've done a really good job. So if you're listening on iTunes and you have a Spotify account like me, that would be a good place to listen. Just like the show, it'll show up every day. Or if you're on iTunes, don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating and a review. Follow me on Twitter, at Michael Borky. I've actually, over the last few days, uh, lost some followers. So I guess Twitter's doing uh, a purge, if you will, of accounts that have not 
um, been active or whatever or won't like authenticate their names. They're really just uh, um, like getting rid of them all. So I've lost a few lately because of that. And uh, yeah, so follow me on Twitter at Michael Borky. And the show is brought to you every day by LB's just across from Kroger on University Avenue right there in Oxford. The weather today, obviously not good enough for behind the grill, but uh, go by and see Greg get one of their daily lunch specials. They are open seven days a week, but the lunch special is Monday through Friday. It's the best place in Mississippi to get your meat. I'm looking at the weather right now. It's going to be nice, sunny at least, over the next few days if you want to grill out. But right now, it's telling me that there is heavy snow going on right now. All right, let's get into the actual show. So, basketball. Uh, I was asked a question yesterday on the Sunday show uh, regarding Ole Miss basketball. Uh, Just, you know, my thoughts from the LSU game. And I gave them, and I'll give them here. But uh, something that that I'm wrestling with right now when it comes to this podcast and, and radio shows and stuff is how much basketball we should actually do. Because, and I was talking to a friend yesterday about this as well, Mississippi is not a basketball state. You guys know this. It's just not. It, it. You guys care more about baseball than you do basketball, even though basketball actually generates some revenue. Baseball doesn't really do that. Um, it, it, you're a baseball state. It's hard to get you engaged with basketball regardless, but especially right now, um, I don't think you're interested. And in fact, I know that you're not interested because the numbers bear that out. So what I've been wrestling with is on an Ole Miss-focused podcast, we are in basketball season. Football is over. There's another signing day coming up where Ole Miss might add a couple more pieces to their recruiting class, but we are in basketball season. And the last couple of years, it's really what I would have focused on. But I think right now, and tell me if I'm wrong, I'm going to still talk about Ole Miss basketball when they have games. I'm going to still cover those games on this podcast for you. I'm not going to ignore it, but I don't think right now that you guys want to hear about it. I think when you're in a business like ours where we're not trying to get clicks so much, like we don't clickbait, we're audio platforms. A podcast and a radio show. I mean, we need people to listen, though. And I don't think you're interested right now. So I'm kind of just going through my thought process out loud with you. If you want to have basketball be the focus right now, please tell me. Yeah, Tell me I'm wrong. But the numbers bear out that you guys just aren't interested in it right now. And in part because the product is really bad. College basketball as a whole is a terrible product to me. I have a really hard time watching it. It's terrible. And I'll have people say to me, when I bring up the NBA, and I know you guys don't care um, so much about it, which is why I don't spend much time talking about it on any of my platforms other than Twitter, um, but I, I will have people say to me all the time, they'll text into the radio show or whatever and say, I like college basketball because they actually play defense. And that always cracks me up because that that's not really what's going on. It, college basketball doesn't play better defense than the NBA. They just don't have anybody that can score. Did LSU play great defense against Ole Miss the other night? No, they didn't play great defense. Ole Miss just can't score, and that's a plague on college basketball. Don't confuse 
bad shooting percentages and low scores for high-level defense. And in the NBA, higher shooting percentages with bad defense. No, they're just better scorers at that level. You can play elite defense, elite defense on Kevin Durant, and he can still drop 40 in your face. I mean, he's seven foot tall and he can beat you off the dribble. He can pull up and shoot jump shots from anywhere on the floor. He's athletic. He's long. I mean, it's hard to defend that guy. Kevin Durant doesn't exist on every roster in college basketball, but when you look at the NBA, there's elite scorers everywhere. I mean, I'm a New Orleans Pelicans fan, and you look at Brandon Ingram, for example, who's really grown since his time at Duke. He can beat you in every way. He can make the outside shot. He's really good at the mid-range. He's got incredible moves and handles, and he's so fluid. And it... Those guys don't exist in college basketball. I watch Brandon Ingram on a nightly basis, and he scores at will when defenders play great defense on him. He'll hit these turnaround jump shots where there's a hand covering his face and make it look easy because he's an elite-level scorer. So it, I always, it always cracks me up when I hear that. Well, college basketball, they actually play defense. No, they, they don't have people that can score. There's not high-level scorers in college. And so I, I can't stand the product. I, I don't watch it outside of Ole Miss and Mississippi State because I have to. Rarely, rarely will I ever put on a college basketball game just to watch it because it's entertaining. I don't. I think it's crap. And when you compare college basketball to the NBA, when you watch them one after the other, like I got to do the other day with, with an Ole Miss game, it's almost like it's a different sport. It's completely different. The product is bad in and of itself. And you guys are a baseball state, but especially right now, the product at Ole Miss is bad. It's a bad product. And I think you guys aren't all that interested in what's going on. So I think I'm going to make football a priority until baseball begins. I'm going to find... More content for you in relation to Ole Miss football than basketball. Basketball is going to take a backseat because the team is bad. The product is bad. I don't think you guys care. The numbers bear that out. I am going to talk about it, but the rest of this week is going to be football. There's a lot of angles to take with this offseason after year one with Lane Kiffin, some coaching carousel stuff in the SEC. They still have yet to hire a defensive line coach. They uh, are closing in, it sounds like, on a... Uh, special teams coordinator who would also uh, help on defense as well. So there's a lot of things with football I am going to cover and would like to cover, and I'm going to use that and make that a priority uh, on this podcast moving forward um, until baseball begins. And then baseball will be, without a doubt, a priority. But you guys just don't care. And it's because, and the team is bad. That's really kind of the, the theme of today when it comes to Ole Miss basketball is there's plenty of season left. There's a chance to turn it around. But this is unacceptable. How bad they've been in SEC play is, is completely unacceptable. And... It's time for people to start looking at the program that way. 
Because I am, uh, by the way, I am not going to say that Kermit Davis needs to be fired or anything like that. You guys know me by now, I think, that I'm not, I'm not some kind of hot take artist like that. I think that's that would be a ridiculous talking point. So I'm not saying that, but it's really, right now, um, you have to look at the program itself. Because I saw a lot of people the last few days talk about, well, the talent level is just not there. And yeah, LSU has some guys that were highly recruited, and considering who their coach is, more on that in a second, uh, there's no doubt that LSU is playing a different game than Ole Miss. But the conversation about this team going into this season what it was it's Kermit's most talented team. Ole Miss basketball, it's, they're now his guys. And on paper, this should be a talented, experienced basketball team. And they've regressed yet again. Year one, they make the NCAA tournament. Terrence Davis is now an NBA player who's getting minutes for the Raptors and scoring. Uh, the year after, they take a step back, but Brian Tyree is still a scorer that keeps them in games, and he got a shot in some training camps. I don't know what he's doing now. I assume it's the G League. Um, and then they've regressed yet again, and uh, Devontae Schuler has not improved uh, at all. Uh, he's regressed. Um, Romello White is their most consistent player, but he had a bad game against LSU. They... Him getting three shots up in a game is ridiculous. They need to find better ways to get him the basketball, and the offense is so clunky, uh, it's almost like it's impossible for them to do. Like, they don't know how to throw an entry pass, or nothing they do on offense goes towards the basket. Uh, I'll use Brandon Ingram as an example again. Everything he does looks easy. You guys, you can think in your head, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, the things that some athletes, that'll, it'll just trigger your memory. When they do things, it looks so easy. It looks like they're not even trying. It's just fluid and natural. Ole Miss offensively looks the exact opposite. It's physically uncomfortable to watch Ole Miss basketball play offense right now. It looks like they are working so hard to do, to do just the basic things. And Romello White, the most experienced player, the most reliable player, their best player getting up three shots in a game is just ridiculous. It, it should not happen like that at all. Uh, but the team has regressed again. Year three, team has regressed. The narrative this offseason was this is finally the coaches' players. It's going to be a physical team. They're going to play defense, which they did not do in the first half against LSU. It got better late in the second when LSU put in their reserves. Um, they're not starting games well, they're pressing, they're turning the basketball over, it's time to start asking questions. It's time to start asking the same questions that everybody asked of Andy Kennedy. And no, I'm not saying that they should not have fired him, I'm not doing that. Had a conversation with somebody on Twitter about that, and he lost the locker room, it was time for a change. I am not saying that Ole Miss made a mistake there. But hold Kermit Davis to the same standard and criticism that you had for Andy Kennedy. Because if this was an Andy Kennedy coach team, everybody would be losing their mind, talking about street ball and all that stuff. Um, this isn't any better. And it's time to start asking those questions. What's going wrong here? This team was supposed to be your guys. They are your guys, except for Schuler, who's more talented than he's playing. And maybe he's just not an alpha. Maybe That's just not his personality. Maybe he can't handle being the primary ball handler or scorer. Maybe that's just not who he'll ever be. 
but he has regressed. It's time to start asking those questions, though. Why is this happening? Because I can't buy into the talent gap argument. Because that's also on the coaching as well. I can buy the talent gap argument with DJ Durkin. I hear that. That makes sense to me. There were some things that Ole Miss did defensively that doesn't require talent to do well, but it's impossible to evaluate DJ Durkin's ability at Ole Miss as a defensive coordinator. It's impossible to do that because of how poor talent-wise they are. So the reports are that he's coming back for year two. I think that's absolutely the right call because what he had to deal with as a defensive coordinator, it's impossible to know really what he's capable of considering the talent level because it's just not there. But this is year three for Kermit Dave. This is year three. And if it's still a talent issue, that's on coaching as well. That can't be your excuse anymore. And... I mean, they've recruited better, on paper anyway. They've recruited better. But, I mean, K.J. Buffin's his guy. Romello White was a high-level graduate transfer. Um, Rodriguez, I think Rodriguez is a nice player. I mean, he's playing well also. Uh, Physical, he's got a lot of tools. This team, on paper, should be better than it is. And if it's not, it's because of this coaching staff now. You cannot use the talent gap argument right now, in my opinion, because it's year three. This is his guys now. So even if they're not as talented as LSU, and that's why LSU's beating them, but that's not why LSU beat them the other night. Almost beat themselves. Almost had more turnovers than made baskets. That's not a talent issue. 20 turnovers. In the game for Ole Miss. 20 on 11 assists, by the way. 20 turnovers on 11 assists and 17 made baskets. Ole Miss played themselves out of that game. That's what happened. I don't buy the talent argument, but even if that's one you want to go with, well, that's on the current coaching staff. I'm aware, and I talk about. I used to talk about it often before Andy Kennedy uh, left at Ole Miss, I, I talked about it often. It's a difficult job. Andy Katz, when he was at ESPN, ranked Ole Miss the last job, the worst job in the SEC. That was before the pavilion opened, but there's more to it than just a building. He said it was the 14th best job in the SEC out of 14. I think it's gotten better. I, I think it can be better, but it's still a difficult job. It is. The acquisition of talent's different at Ole Miss than it is at a place like Kentucky, even Florida. But what you're seeing right now is not a team that doesn't have good enough players to compete with the Alabamas and the LSUs of the world. What you're seeing right now is a team that is playing themselves fresh out of these games. They couldn't close against Dayton. They got smoked by Alabama. They couldn't close against Wichita State. They've got no shooting. At all. Um, Schuler's just not performing as a primary ball handler, but at the end of the day, need to look in the mirror. Because what happened on Saturday night, it's not a talent thing. 
they, they weren't prepared to play in that game, just like they weren't prepared to play against Alabama. It can get better. I think Kermit Davis is a great basketball coach. But it's time to start asking the same questions that everybody asked of Andy Kennedy. It's time to start asking those questions. Why is this happening? Why do they look so unprepared? Why can't they make an outside shot? Why is Romello White, their best player, only getting three shots up in a game? Why is it impossible to get him the ball on the block? Is their current offensive system working? It's time to ask those questions. Because what happened Saturday is unacceptable. This team being as bad as they are isn't acceptable. And don't accept it. Don't make excuses. Because there isn't anything to to excuse. This is what I talked about. I don't know if it wasn't on this show, I don't think. I think it was on the Sunday show. I don't remember. But... It definitely wasn't here. It was on the radio show. Anyway, um, I, uh, I've i been thinking a lot after what went on in the Capitol and stuff and um, reactions to it about um, how a lot of people react anymore, whether it's politics or sports or whatever. You saw it here in this state after uh, Mississippi State got in a fight with Tulsa after their bowl game against each other. And people, including technically credentialed media uh, around here, were just completely defending Mississippi State because Tulsa started it or a Tulsa player had a a late hit in the game. And so that's why it was okay for one of our players to stomp on uh, a guy's face and then run and hit a guy in the back of the head and run away some more and then go in the locker room after the game and get on Instagram Live and brag and laugh uh, about you doing it. Uh, People defended that around here. What we do now is if somebody is on our team or on our side or sits on our side of the aisle at the Capitol, no matter what they do, we defend it. If we have lost right and wrong, you know what I mean? We've lost it completely. If our team gets in a fight after a bowl game, all we do is defend them with our life. We make excuses. Uh, we go on the radio and, and talk about how Tulsa started it, and we do all that stuff. And um, I think that is such a stain on everything right now. I, I think that is so... Uh, th- that's harming us. Th- that's a societal thing. It's the same thing in politics. No matter what happens, no matter what po- what politician does what, even if it's corrupt or if they're lying or whatever, we just defend it because, well, they're on our side. Well, they're a Democrat, so we got to defend it no matter what they do or ignore it completely. Or they're a Republican, so we got to defend it no matter what it is instead of calling out our own. I mean, sometimes that needs to happen. And, and we don't do that anymore. When our team gets in a fight, we defend it. Media people with a platform, we defend it instead of just saying, you know what? That was really stupid. And they shouldn't have done it. I don't care what Tulsa did. We're not in second grade anymore. If you get a C on a test, it's because you got a C on a test. I don't care what the rest of the class did. I, I, I hate that. We point the fingers at other people for doing the exact thing that we do, but we defend it. We've lost the right is right, wrong is wrong. That's a societal issue that I have. And you saw it with Mississippi State in their bowl game and the defending of getting in a fight or blaming Tulsa. Well, they started it. Well... 
First of all, it doesn't really look like it. But even if they did, you participated. It is your fault that you got in a fight. Nobody else's. And don't defend it. Don't defend it. It's indefensible. And that's okay. To a much lesser extent, it's the same thing here. I mean, it's okay to say that what's going on with your basketball program is unacceptable. It's okay to say that it needs to get better, that this isn't good, and ask the questions, what's wrong? Why is this happening? It'll only elevate yourselves. And I believe in Kermit Davis. I think he's a good coach. I think he'll get it figured out. But those questions are appropriate right now. There's nothing wrong with asking them. And at least the mood that I've seen around Ole Miss fans and the people I've talked to are are okay with it, uh, asking those questions. It's a good thing because they need to be answered. Something is wrong here, and it needs to get fixed or else you got to start thinking about things. you got a tough stretch now, too, at Florida, Georgia, Mississippi State, better. It's not getting any easier. They've got to figure it out quick. But I think some self-reflection... It needs to be done. I think the same questions need to be asked of Kermit Davis, for sure. Because this isn't good. And it's, frankly, just really unacceptable. But I don't know if that was a good example or not. I just uh, I noticed that in this state with the state fight, and I noticed it in politics. We just People are so unable to just say that my team is doing something wrong anymore. I mean, I've I've always thought that if you love something, you you are critical of it to help make it better. But that's just me. I guess in fairness, though, it's not entirely fair to criticize Kermit Davis for losing to LSU in particular, considering that Will Wade is still on the sidelines there. It is... Um, unfathomable honestly i mean it is unfathomable that that guy is still allowed to collect his millions of dollars in coach basketball at lsu it's my it's mind blowing that he is still able to be on those sidelines i when i turned the game on i had the nfl game on tv1 i put the game on tv2 and the first thing i saw was will wade complaining to the refs and i thought i i cannot believe he's still there i i can't believe it and especially when you consider a couple of things. You guys probably know by now that I am not anywhere close to a uh, Hugh Freeze apologist. In fact, I think that Ole Miss fans that still like him are, I think, I think it's crazy, honestly. Uh, there is no reason that Ole Miss fans should have a positive thought about him. He wrecked your program and embarrassed it out the door. And yeah. But... Will Wade is still coaching at LSU after everything he did with Joe Oliva and all that where he couldn't coach in the SEC tournament because he wouldn't cooperate and then he still gets to be the coach somehow. And as a reminder, in case you forgot, uh, he was caught on a federal wiretap discussing payments to recruits and everybody's heard it and nothing happened. Nothing has happened yet, anyway. Nothing. Um, it's mind-blowing that he can still do that. But Hugh Freeze was blackballed from the SEC for years. 
Well, I mean, a couple years. Sounds like, at least. I don't think it's happening anymore. I think schools are just making that choice on their own. But getting caught on a federal wiretap, joking about paying recruits NBA league minimum. Nothing like that happened at Ole Miss. Nothing. Like hundreds of thousands of dollars for players. Hugh Freeze was never caught on a federal wiretap. Yeah, Ole Miss was sloppy and they got caught. And Hugh Freeze engaged in some embarrassing behavior and so many people have alluded to the fact that it's not all out yet. But he was blackballed from the SEC for years. And Will Wade's allowed to pace the sideline still at LSU? Explain that to me. And on top of that, Otis Reese had to miss... Seven, no, that's a, that's a bad example. Let me use a different one. Mississippi State was... Did... Uh, except the decision of a graduate transfer. Receiver from San Jose State was going to transfer to Mississippi State. Only has one year of eligibility left because of that extra year. Wanted to spend it in Starkville. But there's an SEC rule that says you cannot transfer to an SEC school with one year of eligibility left without a degree. So even though he has been at San Jose State for four years, he somehow has not received a degree yet, which is it's pretty crazy because of how, I mean, they're always in class. But anyway, he can't play in the SEC because he didn't have a degree yet. That's it. He doesn't have a degree yet, and he can't play in the SEC, but Will Wade is allowed to pace the sidelines. You want to talk about something that is so off-putting in college sports? It's that right there. I tweeted something like it. I had somebody in my reply say, basically, this is why I have a hard time anymore with college sports, because if he didn't have LSU on his chest, if he had Ole Miss on his chest, he wouldn't be there anymore. But since the head of the NCAA used to be the AD at LSU, and he and the current AD at LSU are bound by marriage in their family somehow, it's different. Imagine how things would be handled if everything that has happened at LSU over the last year would be going on at Ole Miss. How different it would be. His presence still coaching there, collecting his million-dollar salary or whatever it is. It's over a million bucks. It's college sports in a nutshell. Hugh Freeze gets blackballed from the same league that Will Wade gets to continue coaching in. A player that wants to finish out his career playing for Mike Leach in the air raid can't do it because he doesn't have a degree yet, but the SEC allows Will Wade to still be on their sideline and represent their conference and act like a jackass during the game. It's mind-blowing that Will Wade is allowed to still be a college basketball coach. And maybe the NCAA is coming. I mean, people have alluded to it that they're being investigated, but um, he shouldn't be there. I had a couple of LSU fans crawl into my mentions when I was talking about that on Twitter about how, oh, well, nothing's been proven. It's never been the NCAA's card anyway, but uh, a confession is kind of proof, is it not? When you're joking about league minimum, you use the phrase, I gave him a strong-ass offer and expressing frustration for why he hasn't committed to your school yet. Um, that's all you need to know. There's no way to spin that. And yet, he's still there. It's just dead wrong, man. It's, it's just dead wrong 
that a player can't play at Mississippi State because of some BS arbitrary rule, that Hugh Freeze can't coach in the SEC because of some internal blackball. But this guy that was caught in a federal wiretap is allowed to coach. And you want, and, and some people wonder why people like me are cynical about college sports. Well, th- there you go. There's your answer. It's Will Wade. It's just absurd that he's allowed to still be there. It's just absurd. That's it for me on this Monday. Thank you so much again for making the podcast a part of your day. Always glad that you are with me. I'll be back tomorrow. I think I'm going to do one every day this week. That's the goal. Give you five podcasts in five days. A lot of football talk coming your way. Uh, what What's next for Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss? That'll be tomorrow and Wednesday and Thursday. We'll talk a lot of football this week. Always glad that you are with me. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Follow me on Twitter at Michael Borky, and I will talk to you again tomorrow morning. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.